Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel, and with me as always are Jake Pavorsky and Josh Brown. Jake, what's going on? Dan, I'm doing great. Looking forward to diving into these regionals as we get a little bit closer to TBT. We'll start with a couple of the first weekend teams, and then uh, we'll make our way deeper into the, the event. Josh, how are you? Good, Dan. We're beginning with the regional that I'm actually going to, and I think you'll be there for at least a portion as well, Dan, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, looking forward to diving into uh, Greensboro. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're going to do, guys. This is going to be the first of our regional previews. We're going to preview all eight regionals this summer. For those that aren't aware, we have shifted our regional uh, formation a little bit this year. We're breaking it up into eight different locations that we're going to play regional games this summer. Each of them is hosted by a host team, so to speak. In some instances, you have an alumni team in Greensboro. We have a team coached, organized, and essentially an alumni team of Chris Paul's AAU program called Team CP3. They are the two seed. We'll talk about them in just a second. But guys, this Greensboro Regional, especially Jake, we'll start with you. This Greensboro Regional looks like it's loaded with talent, especially at the top end and loaded at the other end with guys and players that have played a lot of, of games in TBT before. I mean, if you just look at the top-seeded team in Greensboro in, in Team Hines, an unbelievable squad on paper, one of the most uh, dominant teams that you'll find probably in TBT, provided that all those guys show up. Obviously, these guys have been down that path with TBT before. Um, they've had some no-shows. It's kind of led to them falling out of TBT a little bit earlier than they would have liked. Um, but this year, they've sort of kept sort of that same model of, of top-level overseas pros, but have taken it to a different notch and have also brought in some new faces and different guys that, um, should fit that team really well. You start with, you know, Thomas Walkup, who's a you know funky point forward, uh, made his name at Stephen F. Austin and brought that team into a deep NCAA tournament run, now playing in EuroLeague. Isaiah Miles, who played in my backyard at St. Joe's, a great shooter, a guy who definitely deserves to be playing in the NBA and a little bit surprised he hasn't gotten that opportunity yet. Uh, hopefully, TBT will allow him to re-showcase himself on American soil. But if you talk about top guys in Europe, American imports, I think Kyle Hines and Mike James are two of the top five names that come up that are mentioned. And those are two guys that are on this team alone. Five guys with NBA experience on this team. If they get everyone to show up, uh, this team is definitely going to be gunning for overseas elites thrown. And then you have CP3. You've got a really, you know, exciting Clemson well, alumni Hold on, hold team. on. We're going to try to go through, Jake. I know you're excited. We're going to try Sorry, to go through don't, this don't get ahead by, of myself. We're going to go through this matchup by matchup. But as Jake said, the one seed in Greensboro is Team Hines. Quick background on Team Hines. You have Mo Smith and Tony Durant. This is their fifth run through TBT. They've organized teams each to M in the past. Uh, somewhat successfully from a roster standpoint, they made the Super 16 in 2017 on a team that featured Kyle Hines uh, on that squad. This year, they're back rebranded as Team Hines. Um, both Tony and uh, Mo obviously, are from the Baltimore area. But this team, as Jake just mentioned, encompasses high, high, high-level EuroLeague uh, talent from all uh, basically all the best teams in EuroLeague, from Cheska Moscow to Panathinaikos. Uh, we'll get into some detail, as Jake just mentioned, on that uh, before. They are playing the eight seed, which is the Boo Williams, essentially a Boo Williams alumni team. Boo Williams is one of the more famous uh, and influential AAU organizers uh, in all of AAU basketball and based out of the Norfolk, uh, Virginia area. Uh, this team is organized primarily by Derek Bailey, who has been a GM of TBT teams in the past, specifically the Seven City Grain also helped organize the Old Dominion alumni team last year. Uh, this Boo Williams team is coached by Lamont Struthers, former NBA player. Looks to be a very solid team itself. Um, but Jake, let's go back into what you were just talking about. We talked about this; these guys that um, Tony Durant, Mo Smith, Tyler Hines, who is Kyle's brother, Kyle himself, as well as one of Kyle's business partners, Mike Martin, have pulled together. And on paper, 
one of the most talented rosters we've ever seen in TBT. Yeah, 100%. Uh, really looking forward to hopefully seeing all these guys get together. And I, I think they've just really recruited the right kind of guys to fit on this team, guys that can play multiple positions, that have specific roles, um, and that know that you know they can kind of let the, the scorers on that team, the Mike James, the Ricky Litos, um, the Kendrick Rays, kind of do their thing and, and allow them to sort of step out and, uh, and really sort of take over that team as they should. Uh, Darren Hilliard, you know, played at Villanova, spent a couple years with the San Antonio Spurs. Another really good scorer who's played with Basconia this year and showed that he has a long early career ahead of him, if not another opportunity back in the NBA. And their big men are super skilled outside of Kyle, who's obviously a defensive force. Sean Long played with the Sixers for a little bit. There's a lot of Philly ties on this team, which is uh, kind of interesting. But Aaron White, too, had a great career at Iowa. Has also become a dominant force in your league. They really went out, recruited some different guys this year, brought in all sorts of pieces that should help that team get to the next level, provided they're all there. Josh, your thoughts on this 1-8 matchup uh, between Team Hines and Boo Williams? Yeah, I mean, it'll be a good a good matchup. Um, I think Boo Williams probably coming in thinking they're a little bit um, – you know, they should be a little bit higher than eight. But uh, you look at some of the names who've gone through that Boo Williams program. I mean, Allen Iverson came up through there. James Michael McAdoo played in the TBT Championship game a year ago. J.J. Redick, um, Alonzo Mourning. So, um, you know, like Dan kind of alluded to, I mean, Boo Williams is the one of, if not the elite AAU program in, in really all the country. Um, and then, you know, you're bringing a bunch of guys together like Cat Barber, who could command a little bit of a fan base down in Greensboro. He played for the G League team down there, and he also uh, played college ball at NC State. You have Michael Anderson, who played on that Ram Nation team a couple years ago. Um, hearing very good things about Duvon Maxwell from out of Hampton. Uh, he's put together a really kind of nice pro career in Europe and uh, a lot of chatter about him playing with that team online. Um, and Steve Pledger, too, who has a little bit of TBT experience, a shooting guard out of Oklahoma. Um, so, uh, you know, Team Hines is loaded. Um, you know, sometimes it's tough when you have that many really elite players to bring them all together. So if a guy or two maybe can't show up for whatever reason, uh, it wouldn't shock me to see Boo Williams make a game out of it. So uh, I think we'll have, a you know, as we get into the regional previews, we'll talk about uh, these one eight matchups even more, but I think like every other one eight matchup, we'll have uh, it'll maybe be a little bit closer than people might be expecting. Totally agree. I think Boo Williams is going to have something to prove. I think you're right, Josh, that they probably feel a little slighted with that eight seed. Um, that being said, you know they were going up against a team of, you know, basically the best non NBA players that you're going to find on any team in the world. I mean, this this is a Euro League All Star team essentially. And uh, they've got their work cut out for them. I do think, however, that they're going to put up a great fight. And it really is going to come down to, from my opinion, whether or not uh, Mo Smith, Tony Durant, uh, Kyle, and everybody else involved in the association of that team can get this full team involved, get them there in Greensboro, and have them all buy in. You know, I think fundamentally that's what it's going to come down to. If they do that and everybody is on board, and I've been told so many times by Mo Smith <laughs> that they are, uh, this is a team to watch out for. And I think people are, are really going to be a surprise at just how good these guys actually are. That game is taking place at 4.50, 4.50 p.m. Eastern time on Friday, July 19th down there in Greensboro. Tickets are on sale now, and you can catch that on ESPN3. Guys, the next game we're going to talk about is the teams that are going to play the, that winner of the 1-8 matchup. This is the primetime players, the four seed versus Florida TNT, the five seed Primetime players are now in their fifth year, Josh. Is that right? 
Fifth year in TBT. Fifth yes. TBT year. Florida TNT in this format is really in its first. Uh, Florida TNT purchased the entry fee slot uh, for that Greensboro location. Primetime players uh, earned an at-large bid. Primetime players last year made the Super 16. Uh, they've done that two out of the five years that they've played. They've won a game in every year that they've played. They had an unbelievable comeback utilizing the Elam ending last year against the Bradley alumni team, always a brave. Josh, I'm going to start with you because I know that you might be one of the biggest fans of primetime players of anybody out there. Out of maybe any first-round TBT matchup, I'm looking forward to the primetime players, Florida TNT. Uh, I, yeah, I love I love primetime. I haven't really um, done a good job of hiding it. Uh, but yeah, they're coming in. They just won um, their eighth minor league championship just last weekend, actually. They won um, the ECBL. Um, they're probably the best team of guys that you've never heard of and who don't play professional basketball. I mean, um, you know, they have one player on the team, Sean Barnett, who will, he'll usually go off to Romania like mid season and, and join up with a team there. But the rest of the guys, I mean, um, you know, their, their best player, Terrell Smith, um, you know, he works at the local YMCA training young kids. Uh, Chris Moore, I believe works in construction. I might be wrong. Um, so apologies if I am, but these are guys with all normal jobs. They played, you know, D2 or D3 basketball. You know, they, they weren't playing D1 at a big school, but they've uh, been playing together now for almost a decade. The group they have playing in TBT, they play down in North Carolina um, in the ECBL league. They win every single year. Um, and, and the way they do that, especially when they get to TBT is by shooting a lot of threes. Barnett is a three point shooter. Terrell Smith, um, you know, he, I believe he hit like 10 threes in their comeback win against Ole's a brave, um, last year in the, uh, Columbus regional. So, um, you know, prime time is going to live and die by the three. It's really helped them in a lot of TBT games. It's hurt them in a couple of TBT games that they had a chance at pulling out. Um, but you know what to expect from them. And, and again, that's shooting the three ball. And, uh, you know, this is a team they've played at this point over a thousand games together. So, um, you know, we always talk about how important experiences in TBT and how that can sometimes even kind of trump talent. And, and that's certainly what primetime has uh, proved over the years. Jake, uh, primetime obviously is going to shoot a lot of threes. This team from Florida, you know, is organized by Terry Hughes. Terry's been involved in TBT three of the last years, has some names that we've seen before, including Chris Warren, Eric Griffin, uh, and a few others. Um, one interesting element of this to me is Darius Clark, who is not from Florida. He's the only guy actually, I think, on the roster without a direct connection to Florida. But Darius Clark was the point guard last summer for uh, Team ABC Squared, playing in the Richmond Regional. Uh, Terry Hughes saw him play there, recruited him to play for this team. He's a real sleeper uh, for that uh, Florida TNT team. But your thoughts on this matchup, Jake? Yeah, obviously, Darius will give that team a lift on top of some of the other guys that are involved. Chris Warren has always been one of the premier TBT guards, an electric scorer who I think is He's in the midst of a season in the Dominican, so he'll be warm when he gets back in the States and over to that TBT game. You know, we talk about primetime players and not to harp on them too much, but it's kind of what TBT is all about, is we kind of continue to grow TBT in this event in year six and have more high-level teams, alumni teams, team run by NBA players. The fact that you still have this collection of guys from the minor leagues that are working day jobs, I think last year after they beat Big X to punch their ticket to Atlanta, they had an eight-hour drive home back to the North Carolina area because they all had day jobs to work the next day. It's incredible that a team like that, you know, can have so much success in TVT. Chemistry, you know, experience, all those things certainly come into play. And, and that is a really good team. Any team that sees them in their bracket as a potential matchup, either in round one or, or down the line, 
certainly circling that one and, you know, not overlooking them anymore. I think they've gotten to the point where they've become one of TVT's deadliest teams. At the same time, uh, this Florida TNT team, granted, you know, it's a new team in terms of name, but these guys have been around the block before too. Warren and Campbell are two guys that are certainly going to lead that team. Josh Peppers from UCF is a great ad, as well as Devon Acumpercell played at Illinois State and was actually on a two-way contract with the Denver Nuggets at one point last year. Uh, a really solid add to that team. So I would anticipate that game is going to be a shootout, you know, really high scoring. Um, it, it's going to be a tight, elamending finish there. Uh, I'm not sure who I want to give the nod to yet, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm circling that one as a, as a really good first-round matchup in Greensboro. Hey, Dan, real quick note, too, on Florida uh, TNT. Uh, one guy to watch out for, Jarvis Williams. We've kind of um, done a little bit on him. He actually, he's one of the best players to ever play football at NC State. Uh, caught passes from Russell Wilson, you know, Super Bowl champion for like three years down there. I think he's third all time in, you know, touchdown receptions down there. Like he was an electric wide receiver, uh, ended up playing in the arena league for a couple of years uh, and now playing basketball for Florida TNT, played with them last year when they were team DRC. He played for team DRC last year, playing for Florida TNT this year. Um, and we, one of our kind of guys talked to him and it's just kind of interesting. He went from like, you know, a flashy wide receiver to a guy who on the basketball court is all about just rebounding uh, and playing good defense. So uh, kind of an interesting career transition from him, you know, kind of being the center of attention to a guy who kind of does things um, kind of behind the scenes for that Florida TNT team. It's a great tidbit there. I, I think this is going to be an unbelievable matchup, and I think all of our four or five games this year are going to be incredible. I, I really don't have any idea who's going to win this game, but I will say I think if primetime players is able to take as many threes as they normally do and make them, then I think you're looking at a team that's going to be tough to beat. That being said, Florida TNT is loaded. I mean, Eric Griffin is an NBA talent. Um, they've got Devon Akun Purcell, who uh, Jake just mentioned had played on a two-way contract earlier this summer. Uh, earlier this year, rather. I mean, I love this team. I love both of this, both of these teams. I think this matchup is going to be delightful. This is going to be the 3 p.m. game on ESPN3, again, live from Greensboro. This is the 4-5 matchup, and the winner is going to advance to play the winner of Team Hines versus Boo Williams. Guys, the next game we're going to talk about is the 3-6 matchup. This one is a Clemson alumni team. The only, the only collegiate alumni team that we have playing in Greensboro is from Clemson. Uh, team name is Power of the Paw. This is a first-year entrant into TPT. They're going to play 2015 runners-up Team 23, which uh, has been radically overhauled to the extent that their average age has dropped four years within one uh, transition from uh, 2018's TBT to 2019. Uh, team 23 is a solid team, features one of the best guards in the history of TBT and Davin White. And uh, this Clemson alumni team really looks like it's come together under the leadership of Nick Isabella. Jake, I know you've been talking pretty closely with uh, Nick over the course of the last several months, and you've got some great insight on this Clemson alumni team. So why don't we start with your thoughts? Yeah, Nick is really excited about the team that he's built. Uh, Clemson graduate really cares about that program and sort of reuniting that, those guys and sort of building on some of the success that program has had over the past couple of years. It's a really solid team for year one. You bring in Gabe DeVoe, graduated from that team uh, two years ago, led them to, you know, help lead them to that Sweet 16. Uh, on that Clemson team two seasons ago. Jumped into TBT with Big X and had a really good summer with those guys. And then some younger guys like him, uh, Demarcus Harrison, Avery Holmes, with some older talent, Jeray Grant, who used to play on those DMV teams, DMV's finest way back in the day in TBT. Uh, Cliff Hammonds has really carved out a nice European career for himself. And they've sprinkled in some non-Clemson guys too. Trey McLean, who played in, at Parma over in Russia, one of the, the premier teams in Russia. 
uh, gives them some size and some strength on the wings this year. And, and it sounds like, from my understanding, this team is still lo looking to add a couple more guys. I know they had some Clemson guys go undrafted. There's a couple other top Clemson guys like KJ McDaniels and a few others still floating around there. Wouldn't surprise me if they add one or two more guys prior to the start of the tournament. Uh, and those, whoever those additions might be, could really end up uh, changing the outlook of that matchup. Josh, uh, your thoughts on this 3-6 matchup, and specifically what your thoughts are on Team 23 and what they've done to kind of uh, change and, and move around that roster a little bit. Also, I should note, coached by Doug Gottlieb, uh, Fox Sports personality Doug Gottlieb and former, I think, Oklahoma State uh, point guard. Yeah, I actually, I, I filled out my bracket. I actually like Team 23 to win this matchup. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, Dan, they, they really, um, I think you know, for good reason, got a little bit younger. They brought in some new faces. I'm hearing it's the uh, farewell tour for Davin White. So like Dan mentioned, one of the best players in TBT history had maybe the best tournament of anyone ever in TBT in 2015 when he helped T Team 23 get to the championship game. I Unfortunately, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he averaged like 25 points a game or something en route to the championship game. Um, so kind of a farewell tour. Um, his guys are very motivated to play and give Davin one more shot after they've kind of been uh, a little bit down the last couple of years. But uh, like you said, they got a lot younger. Um, they brought in Nigel Spikes to that team, uh, who I remember watching him play at Marshall. He was a very good player there. He's had a good career overseas. He's played in the top league in Israel. He's played in the D League. He's played over in Italy. He won a D League or G League championship. Um, a couple of years ago with, I believe, Sioux Falls. He was on that team. Um, and I, he actually played with Team 23 a couple of years ago, but kind of a new presence for them down low. Um, you know, you just look up and down the roster. They're, they, uh, they're, they're a big team. I mean, they brought in Brandon Garrett from Murray State. He's a big forward down there. Katie Lane from UMass. So, uh, and then Larry Owens, who's been a, a steady presence with them. So they're kind of just one through 10, actually one of the bigger teams we've had in TBT. I mean, their shortest player is six foot four, I believe. Well, except for Davin. Uh, aside from Davin, their shortest player is six foot four. So they're a big team. They're going to bang down low and they can shoot the three ball too. Um, you know, sometimes first year alumni teams have a little bit of trouble gelling. Clemson has a very good team. It's not really anything about them, but um, you know, if they're kind of getting used to TBT, and Team 23, they're kind of seasoned vets. They know what to expect. Um, I kind of like them to pull the upset here. Team 23, when they made their run in 2015, I've spoken with this uh, with both Ronnie Kadich and Mike Iliano many, many times. But when they made their run in 2015, it was really defense and getting out on the break that led to their success. I think that that's the exact replica of what they're trying to do this year. Uh, they're very much trying to defend and get out on the break. And if they can do that, get Dovin wide open for those transition threes, I would be very, very nervous about playing this team 23 team because uh, I love some of the additions that they've got here. Um, they're going to be meeting up in Greensboro a week ahead of time. They're going to be practicing pretty hard. Um, I'm really intrigued to see Gottlieb as a coach. I think he's a very underrated basketball mind. And I think this is going to really give him an opportunity to do something pretty unique uh, and to succeed. So this is going to be actually the last game of the evening in Clemson on Friday the 19th. I'm sorry, in Greensboro on Friday the 19th, it's Clemson alumni power of the paw versus team 23, the 2015 runner up. That's the three, six matchup. The winner of this game guys is going to advance to play the winner of the two, seven matchup. 
which features two NBA All-Stars as coaches for their respective squads. Team CP3, obviously, is Chris Paul's team. And Tampa 2020 is coached by Detroit Pistons forward Andre Drummond. Uh, this is really going to be an amazing matchup between a 2-7 matchup. Team CP3 is a first-year entrant. Most of those players have never played in TBT before, if I'm not mistaken. Tampa 2020 is in their second year in TBT. They bring, they bring back some of the key pieces from last year, but they've also upgraded their roster significantly from the 2018 team that played and won a play-in game on that Friday night. Um, Josh, your thoughts on this 2-7 matchup. Uh, specifically, what do you think of Team CP3? I was actually going to say, Dan, again, I would be a little worried if I was Team CP3. Um, just real quick on Tampa 2020 last year, they were in the play-in game. Um, they won the play-in game. They played very well. And then they had to play Ram Nation in in VCU at the Seagull Center. And they played them tight. I mean, that was a really good game for three and a half quarters. Ram Nation pulled away a little bit late. Um, so, again, I'd watch out for Tampa 2020. But um, with Team CP3, collection of guys – all who went through that um, Chris Paul grassroot program um, down in um, the Greensboro area, you know, a bunch of guys from North Carolina um, who, you know, are on the AAU circuit end up playing for that CP3 program. Deontay Baldwin, who played at UNC Greensboro, PJ Hairston, probably one of the bigger names on that team. Um, you know, obviously very well known for his time at UNC along with Kennedy Meeks, who also played at UNC, both of those guys have NBA experience, but um, you know, I, I think the, the way they filled out the roster was really smart. I mean, they have a guy in TBT experience and Aaron Roundtree who played at Iona um, that Gale nation team really wanted Roundtree to come back, but Roundtree said, you know, I want to play closer to home. Um, so he's with that Iona team Des Wells, who I know is Jake's guy from Maryland six, um, five shooting guard can really uh, get, get to the hoop. He's kind of more of a, a big physical type guard. So um, good addition there, but um, you know, again, just one through 10 CP three did a really good job of filling out the roster. A lot of guys, like I said, pretty much all the guys from that Greensboro or greater Greensboro, Greensboro area down in North Carolina and a couple of guys in NBA experience in Harrison and Kennedy Meeks. And I might be missing one or two as well. Um, so overall, a very good team. Um, they'll have kind of that first year TBT factor, which you never know how a team will respond to playing in that format. But on paper, at least uh, they're they're going to be very good. Chris Paul is obviously has a reputation justifiably as a win at all cost type guy. He just wants to win these games. I can't imagine him, Jake, showing up to Greensboro on the 19th of uh, July unprepared. Totally agree with you. I mean, especially considering that all of those guys are, are from that area, live in that area. I imagine they'll put together a pretty strong training camp and, you know, Deontay Baldwin went to UNC Greensboro, one of the better players coming out of that school in, in previous years. Uh, obviously, he'll come loaded, ready to go, and, you know, looking to play in front of a hometown crowd, just kind of like uh, like Aaron Roundtree is from Iona. But Kennedy Meeks is a load um, in the paint. The late ad for that team is a, a replacement for a couple other guys. And had a couple GMs text me and say, whoa, that's a pretty big deal that he's playing in that region. So a lot of people view him as a game changer and for good reason, national champion. Uh, spent a season with the Raptors. G League team, the the Raptors 905, and then spent his season in Japan this year where he actually extended his range a little bit, saw a bit of a face-up game from him. Wouldn't surprise me if he added a couple different facets to his game. Obviously, I'm a big Des Wells fan. Uh, did a lot of great stuff during his time in Maryland, kind of lifted that program during some some off years and kind of brought them back into the national spotlight. I went down to a game there earlier in the year, and he showed up courtside, and I think 15,000 people stood and gave him a standing ovation. So a super talented guy who's going to be uh, probably one of the, the leading scorers on that team. Nate Mason is a really 
strong bulldog type guard, a guard that had a, a great career in Minnesota. So this team has the talent to put it together. Um, obviously, you know, first year trying to get things going and, and sort of figure out what the event is. Um, hopefully those guys don't don't take the competition lightly because Tampa 2020 is, certainly is not scared of anyone. They've been through this before. Um, they played in VCU again against thousands of fans, you know, rooting against them. So they know what it's like to sort of play in a hostile environment. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be worried about playing CP3 at all. I think CP3 should be worried about playing them. That's a great point. You know, it's interesting. Chris Paul is actually a really, really big TBT fan. Huge fan of the Elam ending specifically, which is, I, I'm anybody that likes the Elam ending, I'm cool with. So I think that's awesome. But the other thing I know is that he also has been watching TBT all throughout the years. Uh, there's a great anecdote about him approaching uh, DJ Kennedy at a club in Vegas shortly after TBT. I don't know if they won the second or third time, but he, the guy is a huge TBT fan. He's obviously a great basketball mind and a competitor um, of the likes that most guys in the NBA probably can't even deal with. So I'd be shocked if this team is not fully prepared and ready to go. Um, they pass the eye test, guys, when you look at that roster and you see the positions that they play and the sizes that they are. All of them look to be the right size, which for me is always a big deal. It seems like an idiotic statement, but typically if you have the guys that are in the right pos uh, positions at the right sizes, those are the guys that are going to do some damage on the court. All that being said, this Tampa 2020 team is very, very talented. They play together a lot and quite a bit down there in Florida. Um, one of the things that they were lacking, they felt last year, was a ball handler. So they brought in Daquan Brooks, who's from Connecticut. Daquan is one of the greatest uh, D3 players over the last maybe 10 to 15 years. Uh, Daquan is the guy who is buddies with Andre Drummond. That's how they got him to come in and coach this team. I'm really looking forward to seeing this 2-7 matchup. It should be a very, very good game. Again, this is going to be in Greensboro on the 19th of July, and this will be, I believe, our 6.40 p.m. game on Friday the 19th. Tickets available. That game will also stream live on ESPN3. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, guys. Who do you have advancing from the Greensboro Regional? Jake, we'll start with you. We've been down this path, this path before with uh, the group of teams, Heinz guys. But when you look at that team and you see all the NBA experience, we didn't even mention Nick Calathis earlier, which is crazy. We're, we're going through that whole roster, and we didn't mention the guy that Rick Pitino thinks is the best passer he's ever seen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm completely in on that team. Uh, I, I think this is the year they finally pull it all together. Uh, I see them. I don't think it'll be easy for them, but I do see them getting through that Greensboro region and, and having a target on their back once they get to Chicago. They're my pick for sure. Josh, who would you take to, to win the Greensboro region if uh, if you had to, to take that call there? Yeah, I think um, it, it's tough. I, I You know, Team Hines is the obvious pick. I, I'm sure if we look at the TBT bracket challenge, 95% are going to have them. Uh, I'm going to go with Team Hines to win it. But, again, not, like, super confident. Um, and it's not has nothing to do with their talent or anything. Um, I think – Prime primetime is going to win game one, and that game is going to come within a shot. Like I think Team Hines is really going to be on the ropes, but I'll say they end up pulling through uh, and winning that region. I'm going to go with Team 23. Wow, picking the sixth seed. I think that they are back to their roots. I think Dovin White is going to shine on the national stage once again. I think Doug Gottlieb is going to prove to be an incredible coach. Uh, so I'm picking team 23. I think that's going to be a great regional. This is probably for my money guys, the regional where there's the least gap between the one and the eight seed. I think that all of these teams are grouped fairly closely. Obviously team Heinz has the most talent on paper, but as we know, the big differentiator between success and failure in TBT always comes down to who shows up 
and who puts in the effort. So we'll see what happens, guys. The Greensboro Regional tips off on Friday, July 19th, live from Greensboro. Tickets are available now. You can also catch those games on ESPN3 if you have internet in your home. Do you guys have the internet? I do. I, I love the internet. It's really useful. Josh, you have it, right? Barely. It, it seems to you know shut off every now and then, but yeah, it's a good invention. All right, that's it for this episode, guys. We are going to be back uh, again very soon with our preview of the Lexington Regional. Thanks again.